0: And be glad in and we have much reason for rejoicing lord we have reason to rejoice is because jesus is our lord and our savior he's our maker and our creator we thank you lord for the maker and creator of all things living within us helping us every day to live for him so we thank you lord and we bless you for it in jesus name amen and praise god amen amen One thing I want to assure you of, that because Christ lives in us, his spirit dwells in us, and the Holy Spirit dwells in us as well. All the Godhead dwells in us. You have to have confidence that you're not lacking in anything that you need to go forward in life. You're not lacking. You need to understand that because i think that's one of the things that robs us more than anything is this nagging gnawing feeling or thought that we either should do something more we haven't done enough of something or we uh, can't get it right somehow and and all of that um, that that's always something that'll pop up In your soul, because your soul really is in the process of being redeemed and renewed. Your mind is in the process of being renewed by the word of God. Uh, And I know that many of us are very diligent in meditating on the word, reading the word, getting understanding of the word. But when things happen in real life, now reading the word when there's nothing challenging it is one thing. But reading it when there's something standing there and telling you it's not yours, you can't have it, and give you 1,800 reasons why, that's something totally different. And so we have to cross over into that realm where uh, there's an understanding and a knowledge, a consistent knowledge of God, who we are in Christ, who God is in us, why we can't fail. I mean, us, we can't fail. Amen? Amen. Uh, Because of who lives in us and what we give the Godhead permission to do in our lives. You're not big enough to stop God from getting his will done in your life. You need to understand your sin is not a big deal anymore because of Calvary. It's been taken care of. See, when we all grew up in religious church. We watched each other to see who did right and who didn't do right. Well, those days are gone. We left that behind so many years ago. And then we found that we were the ones who were feeling bad when we started to criticize because the Holy Ghost got you if you got too critical of other people because that's his business to help us all to live for him, to, to walk in the power of God, to walk straight, to walk right. So So that watching... For sin is something that the carnal man does but as you let him go and you realize hey this carnal thing is standing in my way I can't afford to entertain him anymore so let's get him out the picture totally so then we came to realization that was our real problem is how we managed our own housekeeping on the inside of us and what we let come play, play in our minds and what came into play in our thinking etc and etc and so, when we understand that there is this this part of us that continually wants to get some attention and wants to get some play and wants to get involved in things, then we learn what that scripture means: it "says Be sober and vigilant. Amen. Yeah, well, be vigilant over your own soul, Amen, and, and watch your own soul." And so, when we we understand that, then we have a better understanding. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So so, when we talk about blessing and and understanding who we are, I think we need to understand what the blessing really is and why it was so important for people to to be blessed because it it tends to center around the the concept of blessing tends to be the deciding factor in um how we uh pray our prayers what we expect God to do how we expect God to respond to us all of that and so uh, we need to talk a little bit more about that because I see sometimes when people are challenged uh, their faith is challenged and really that's all that's being challenged is your faith Uh, and whether you can put it out there and keep going you personally are not being challenged So it's not like a personal thing where God doesn't want to bless you. You're already blessed. He's already conferred the blessing upon you, your seed and your seed seed. So that leaves some other possibilities then if you're not satisfied with your life. Maybe you just don't believe that you're blessed maybe you just believe that what your mind tells you all the time when something goes wrong well what did you do wrong you must have done this you must have done that or you know you go right down the line on all the things that we never correct those things that's just a thought we entertain if we really thought there was something there and it would make a difference we would go and do it but sometimes we feel better beating ourselves up a little bit because we know, we, what, what really has happened is you slipped out of faith and you've slipped out of righteousness. And you think because you get over there and tell yourself you should have done this, you should have, or you feel bad because you did not do this, 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 and this, this, it makes a difference. Then you find it doesn't. And really all you had to do is go back and get in your faith again and keep stepping. Now see, when we see people who do that, we think there's something wrong with them. We think there's something odd about people who don't beat themselves up because they missed a a prayer or two or or, uh, not that that's going to benefit you either. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, you need to pray. You need to do everything you need to do to build your spirit up so you can stay strong and full of faith. But we think there's something wrong with people who don't stop going forward to sit down and say how wrong they are and they did this wrong and it's you Now we think there's something wrong with that when really there's nothing wrong with that you got me there's nothing wrong with that that's what god's ordained that's what the blood of jesus was spilled for so that we don't have to sit up and lament things and waste our time amen dealing with a, a dead person really that's when you're trying to bring to life a dead person again and so it's not beneficial to you it's not going to get you to be what you need to receive from god it's not going to strengthen you so that you can help others it's not going to do anything like that and so if you can skip that step and just be blessed (laughs) you'll be ahead of the whole game so, so make yourself a promise to yourself. I am not going to regret, lament, beat myself up, because that's not helpful. That's not. Punishment is off the table in the New Covenant. You don't punish you and you don't punish other people. Got me? And so if we can take it all off the table, I think we'll stay in our faith and we'll stay in that place of blessedness. So what does it mean to be blessed? The Old Testament Definition of blessing uh, was a word that meant abundantly. Abundantly. It means greatly. It means to congratulate. So there's a sense there of having attained something that has maximum value to your happiness, your contentment, your state of mind. It means that you've stepped into a place of achievement of things that are valuable and that are appreciative. And so to be blessed means to have that sense of nothing lacking, to have that sense of, of no obstacles in your life, to have that sense of there's nothing that was required of you any further until you hear instruction as to what to do amen and so that's really is it's a state of contentment a state of being that you're constantly in you never lose the blessing you never lose it now you might be one who doesn't pursue very much but you are still blessed got me and so the new testament really means to be fortunate well off and happy So, the New Testament definition of blessing means to be fortunate. That means to have good fortune. Good things happen to you. Things go well with you. Things are not broken in your life. Things are not missing in your life. Now, that doesn't mean that you have everything you ever want sitting right there in the house with you, but it's not broken to the point where it can't be fixed see when you're a blessed person things that are missing are temporary because they're either on order on the way or being made by God but it's coming to you amen so if you you live in a state of blessedness that means you know always that good things are coming to you you never anticipate anything bad Now, let me tell you when people anticipate bad, what's wrong when we anticipate bad? What that means is that you have stepped away from the, uh, I would say, awareness of yourself being blessed. And you've stepped over into a realm of carnal thinking, carnality, condemnation. You got me? When you expect bad things. It's because you've either done something wrong and you didn't get it right with God. You know, straighten it out with God as the old Pentecostal people used to say. You know, go to God and say, God, you know, I messed up there. I'm sorry. I just want to show me how to do things right. You know, it's called humility. And see, many times we walk off in pride and in arrogance and don't even realize that that stuff has gripped and captured our hearts. Because if if we think about it, the last time you prayed and you got a sense of peace, you should walk in that realm all the time. That's the realm that God's ordained for you and that's a state of blessedness. That's the assurance that things that you're walking into a place where nothing but good will happen to you. That's that's what you have to carry with you. I don't care what you did, what somebody else did, what the world's doing or what what forecasters are saying. You always expect good because that is what god has spoken about you and that's what you believe so blessing the blessing has to come from God how does it come in genesis one twenty eight we see the creation of man in genesis one twenty eight he said um, it's twenty seven god created mankind in his own image so that should tell you right there is good amen when god created looked at everything he made and said it was good why was it good because it came out of the vision of god it was his offspring actually the creation really is the offspring of god just like the Son is the offspring of god but he was with god in the beginning so if you can look at God in terms that we look at ourselves, all of you who have children, your children were in you all along from the foundation of the earth. Before you uh, met the, the, the biological circumstances that caused them to, to be real people, they were already in you. And so we can say the father and the son we're all uh, connected one to another. The, the son is the expression of the father, just like your children are expressions of you Well, when they do good. We put it that way. They like their daddy when they don't, oh, you know. Yeah, so. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, amen. But that's part the part of the joy of parenting is to have people running around. You act like you look. It's amusing to you to, to look sometimes and see how much they like you, you cute little thing and so forth and so until they wind up in an orange jumpsuit and then you don't know we ain't gonna i don't tell me when visiting day is i ain't gonna be that pray you on out but you know, pray you straighten up but uh, you know how that is so so that gives god delight when he sees man acting like him that's right he rewards you for it amen and so it's called obedience and and that's what god that's how we prove our love to god he said if you love me you'll obey what i command you to do and know that it's for you to do and not for me to do everything and so he created mankind in his own image and the image of god created He them male and female created he them god blessed them and said to them so you are blessed because god spoke to you amen he blessed them and said he says be fruitful increase in number fill the earth subdue it manage it rule over it rule over the fish in the sea everything god created on this earth was for man's benefit and so he gave man responsibility rulership does not mean abusing things because you have power rulership really means responsibility uh, for what he created down here and he and it is it's a blessed responsibility it's not how do we stop global warming responsibility Uh, it's a responsibility that comes with a good outcome there's no puzzle there's no question god has answers and he teaches us how to rule in his place basically god believes in in he has ministered this truth to humanity ever since we've been created but god believes that if we can stay away from sin we can manage the world very nicely so there's one simple solution to whatever problem comes up in the earth, is that people would obey God and obey God and worship Him and obey God toward one another, and that'll take care of any global warming, any uh, climate problems, small pollution, all of those things. If we will, and because when we obey God, that extends the blessing from us out into other places. We can bless the earth with our words. We can bless the earth with the wisdom of God for good management of it, etc., etc. Many people believe that that a lot of the problems people have, you know, how we got people running around now. They think something's wrong with the food we eat. It's all contaminated. And it's, you know, there's no vitamins in it anymore, and it's everything's got preservatives in it, and so forth and so on well food probably isn't as nutritious as it once was but that came because people were trying to preserve food and not waste it and so in finding ways to preserve it you know and do it quickly and make money off of it they probably cut some corners somewhere that weren't right but that's not to say that we can't correct that and do the right thing but we don't have to make a religion out of it you got me and with the do's and the don'ts and the don't touch this and don't, and that's bad food and, you know, all this kind of stuff. You know, I'll see people would uh, show a piece of meat with some kind of contamination on it because they're vegetarians. Listen, you don't have to go that far. You understand what I'm saying? And God isn't like that. So if God's going to give us a solution, it'll be something that's peaceful and makes sense. Many times we have to use fertilizers because we don't let our ground go fallow for in the seventh year like God ordained it to do you're not supposed to keep producing crops year after year after year you're supposed to rotate it so that 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 ground that's not being used can be replenished in the nutrients that are being taken out of it but if you work the soil over and over and over again you got to pump it up and put stuff in it so that it, it tends to be more plentiful and so forth so that's sin when you disobey God if even if it's abusing soil that's sin if we go back to doing what God tells us to do, probably things will correct, and I bet they will. If we correct these things, they're easy. All I'm saying is the things that we make a religion out of and protest about and tell the government we've got to spend more money, those are easily correctable problems if we'll go back to God and get the understanding what it means to be blessed and manage things. We're blessed and we manage things amen that's that's why he we we manage things out of the realm of blessing and not out of the realm of problems and the curse and and can't do it and can't resolve it and all that kind of stuff so we learn how to manage our lives out of the realm of blessing we'll come up with quicker solutions better solutions we'll see god move we'll see problems dissolve in our lives very quickly because we come to him in a proper attitude a proper mindset about what he's already done for us if he's already blessed you with his words that's all you need and just go through life being obedient to god the best you can when you don't obey you repent and you get god's forgiveness you get your forgiveness is for you it's not for you to uh, just make sure uh you okay with god and try to appease him Do you know what forgiveness does to your soul? It cleanses you from all unrighteousness. Which means that you can go to God freely and be assured that whatever you ask him is yours at the time that you ask him. And what that means is that you don't go back two weeks later and wonder what happened and now you're doubting and trying to correct yourself and all this kind of crazy stuff we go to but but the blessing has to be forefront in your mind it's never taken away from you once god confers the blessing on you it is there amen and the blessing comes when you live in the realm of righteousness that's when it produces for you is through righteousness now, the curse came because unrighteousness came in. God couldn't let us go around speaking words and let them come to pass immediately when when our hearts weren't toward him. But we were still blessed. We still had the blessing on our lives. So where God could make that blessing produce for us, he did. And He we saw it produce in the nation of Israel where those people... Had a system whereby they could live in a realm of of righteousness through the law, and so God honored that as long as they did it, He honored it, and they they produced great things. You know, they say in the nation of Israel right now, they have some of the greatest innovations in agriculture. In uh, electronics and science and all of those things, that blessing, I mean, that follows them people. I don't care what you say about they're not in a covenant now, they're in a covenant now. Amen. They have a covenant of blessing and they sure believe it. You can't convince them they can't be, you know, my son, the doctor and my son, the lawyer, all that kind of stuff. And so that's the blessing. That's how it talks. It talks possibilities of great things. That's what it does. Your blessing speaks like that. And so when we understand that we are blessed people, we won't be reluctant to speak out of that voice of blessing rather than always expressing some kind of doubt, some kind of dismay. It won't work. You know, it all is kind of... It's, it's just... Put a a lock on it, you know, lock it down and and don't let yourself get carried away with the temporary circumstances. When you have eternal faith on the inside of you, why would you speak about temporary circumstances? You got me? It doesn't make sense. Especially if you want to see the the blessing come to pass, the good thing that God has for you. So, um, so God is speaking to you when God speaks to you you are blessed when he speaks to you you are blessed what does the bible say when the righteous smite me it's a kindness you got me uh any attention god gives us is a blessing amen and so he will only speak blessing over humanity amen the option is the curse for disobedience but when he's blessing you it's all good he didn't have to tell you about anything bad happening because we have a sense that that's already happened to us we know what that's about so you want to focus more on being blessed because you're trying to you're trying to eliminate something out of your life and go for something greater Instead of constantly being reminded of what's bad. You already know about that. So you don't have to be reminded what could happen to you if you don't obey God. God don't even tell me about that. I'm trying to obey you. You know what I'm saying? Teach me some stuff so I can get it right around here. And stay in right relationship with you and stay in right fellowship with you. His grace makes it easy for us to believe his word. And that's what we need to know when the, in Israel the Bible says they mix the word with faith so they took God's word which they heard which was foreign to them but if they would mix it with their own ability to believe and start to walk that out they got the benefit of it just like we do so what you're doing is you are, are you are uh, eliminating the old life the life that was cursed and doomed and full of failure full of problems and you're stepping out of that into the new do you ever have to step back into the old no you don't that's not mandatory but the devil is there trying to make you think you have to you know how you you're in church and everybody's saying well everybody does a little something." yeah you know what god understands you know that's not necessary see that's an unnecessary step that we take to try and console the dead man that's trying to get back to life in us you got me you just how you just just don't deal with him Reckon him dead is what the Bible. don't you don't have to console him you don't have to pet him you have to make excuses for him you don't have to even acknowledge him huh you just reckon him dead And you keep living for God. That's where the life is. That's where the power is. That's where the energy is. That's where the hope is. The contentment. All that stuff is in the new creation man. And the new creation man is blessed of God. Amen. The old creation man is dead. We don't even have to acknowledge him. It's the new creation we want to talk about. So, um, let me see. In Genesis 1, God blessed them and said, and what, what in essence what God is telling them, he says, be what I tell you you are. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Just be what I tell you you are. You don't need anybody else's input about anything. And do what I tell you to do. So when he says, be what I tell you to be, and do what I tell you to do, that holds now. And that's the way we live out the blessing, the blessed life that he has for us. That's the way we live it out. By understanding who we are, be that, believe that, and do what God tells us to do. There is nothing he tells us to do that we're not capable of doing. See, that's when your old man wants to get in on the conversation. Huh? Everything's hard to your the man of the flesh. He doesn't like anything. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't. I know because mine don't want to get up in the morning. Don't want to move out that bed. Everything creaks when I get up. And I'm talking about me. <laughs> I talk about my bed. You understand what I'm saying? And the old man will say, "Oh, you could lay here, but the new man will say, nah, we got stuff to do. We got to look at this, look at that, look at that, 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 and that. We got to accomplish something in life." So it's like, "Who's gonna win out?" And usually, the, if it with a little bit of negotiation, the new man will say, "Come on, drag this out of here, and let's get it, get to getting, because time's a wasting So if we will believe and be what God tells us we are and do what God tells us to do then we will live in the righteous mindset that makes obtaining the blessing easy making the blessing a reality The blessing is ours because of God's word spoken to us but we make it a reality by faith righteousness and obedience to god's instruction righteousness does does not doubt that we can obey god so when you get these ideas that something's too hard that's not righteousness talking to you amen that's the the old man of flesh self-pity or something trying to you know stand in your way talking to you the blessing actually believes when god speaks to us amen in Hebrews 1, 2, it says that God speaks to us now through his Son. Amen? His Son, who is the living word, and his written word, which is the Bible. So when you open up your Bible and, and start having uh, the scriptures enlightened to you, that's God speaking to you. So that's a blessing right there. You ever notice sometimes in in the Bible, it said, blessed is he who reads the pages of this book. Amen. Because God's talking to you. So there's a blessing every time you open your Bible. You know, I, I had gotten myself under some pressure about read the Bible through in a year. You know, so, you know, people, you hear people say that. I say, oh, well, maybe I should do that. Well, after you do that three or four times, you're not as enthusiastic about it, but you still need to read your word. You understand what I'm saying? And so God had to snap me out of that and say, now, listen, don't be sitting up here feeling condemned because you didn't read their chapters they told you to read. Do what I tell you to do. You know what I'm saying? So there's nothing wrong with that method. Amen. If it works for you. But we're talking relationship here folks we're talking a living god who wants to talk to us and and make us relatable we need to have relationship with god and so it's important it really really is it's important it's important to pay attention when god is speaking amen and give him your full attention be respectful I remember, you know, kids would get popped if they look away and the parent was talking to them. You better not walk away from me. You get back here. You know, it's just a a matter of respect. And it's a matter, really, of you receiving what's being said. You know, hard-headed kids have a hard life because they walk away from discipline, wisdom, and authority. You you walk away from that all your life, you're not going to get very far in life. So he speaks to us now by his son. The inner voice of the Holy Spirit in us is really projecting Jesus' words to us. Amen. The three Godhead uh, come together and dwell in the hearts of people. And that's how we, that's how the blessing is assured. You have, you have the kingdom living within you because you got the King in there, you have the Holy Spirit who is the agent of power in the Godhead. And you have the Father who has the vision of, of what your life is supposed to be about. Amen? And so you need to check in and trust. You know, trust that they're in there and that they're helping your life and it'll work out good. All we have to do is, and it's not hard to obey God. He empowers us to do it. All the power we need to do everything we need to do is right within us. We just have to stop ourselves from trying to take credit for stuff, you know, and, and trying to have a little something for us. You know, when am I going to get mine? That's, that's pride talking right there. If you know you're blessed and you trust God, why, why are you in a hurry for it? Why do you think something's missing like he didn't give you something you're supposed to have? God's not like that. Eh? sometimes we need to get our concept of who God is straightened out before we can move any further you know it's a big hindrance folks you can't believe God is like everybody you see on TV telling you he's like that you know you you got to find out for yourself through relationship you go in your own Bible read your own scriptures let God talk to you assure you of his promises assure you of of your future the future of your loved ones all he can tell you all of that but we've got to have more understanding of we have a relationship with him because he's already blessed us and said that you are fruitful you you're productive you're successful you can't fail you know god is our biggest promoter and our biggest cheerleader you don't need man to pat you on the back all the time tell you did something right or tell you did something wrong you know just step it up there and go back to the but you know what i'm blessed thank you god for blessing me thank you god the blessing is is for me you placed it on my life by your word you've told me i'm blessed and i am blessed and so, all we have to do is be what God tells us we are and do what He tells us to do. And don't go messing with mystery in between, you know, Amen. and lots of stuff. Faith causes us to act in agreement with the word of blessing. So, your faith is taking you to a blessing, it's not taking you towards something you don't want. I'm going to say it again. Your faith is taking you toward a blessing. It's not taking you toward something you don't want. Amen. While we incline our ear to him and mix his word with our faith, little by little, unbelief is driven out and faith increases. Amen. It's little by little, folks. It's not the biggie day one. You got me? Because when you think about it, there's all kinds of things we believe before we get saved, contrary to the word of God. Those are the things that stand in the way of the blessing coming to pass in our lives. So that has to be worked on. You can't, you can't be blessed with half of yourself believing God and the other half believing that it won't happen. You gotta be all in on this, you know. You gotta be fully persuaded. Look how long it took Abraham to get fully persuaded and you talk about somebody sweating it you already you you 70 before God even shows up on your door and he starts promising you children which you didn't have when you were young you think to yourself well what kind of deal is this he set me up to fail why should I but you know son of mine go no I'm not going that couldn't be God because he wouldn't come to me at this where was he back there back there back there back there back there got me But you've got to believe who you are because God says this is who you are. You've got to believe what God has in store for you because God says that has nothing to do with your circumstances, the passage of time, uh, you know, who you're connected with and what you can do. And it has nothing to do with anything like that. It has to all be because God said and And that's all you need to know is what he said. So your faith will cause you to act in agreement with the word of God. Because we have received the word, we are blessed. Not because of what that spoken blessing has produced up until now. This is the other place where people get in condemnation comparing ourselves with ourselves what do i have that's different from what they have and why don't i have it god everybody else got their this and got their that and i'm still languishing here see so that has to be driven out of you that doubt what that is is doubt is piping up Because it's been quiet long enough. That's what I say. He just popped up. He said, "Uh, you ain't been listening to me. I've been wanting to talk for a long time. I'm going to get you straight on what's going on. (laughs) Doubt, the only thing doubt has going that convinces us something is doubt is a legalist. He always brings with him the law don't do this don't do that taste not touch not handle not you did that wrong you did that so wrong. like it can't be repaired huh before you even entertain doubt you say you know what doubt i plead the blood over here huh that's taking care of all the little stuff you want to talk about right now deal with that huh but we go for it don't we because he's already beaten us down. So he was got your attention already. He's been talking to you for a little bit about what's done. You see? This ain't really What's going on here? All this suspicion, my suspicious cat. I see you do a blow up of him and put him up here on the desk. But it's a doubt always has suspicions about your spirit man. See, your spirit man can do no wrong you need to understand there's nothing wrong with him he's born of the spirit of god that's why there's nothing wrong with him and if you let him speak up more and get more attention and give him more attention and prep him up a little bit more you'd be fine you ever notice sometimes you sail around doing things and everything's working well and then something says hmm, things are going too good around here you ain't supposed to be feeling this good about nothing in life Uh huh then old doubt creeps in start dredging up stuff stuff you've already told god you're standing in faith for it you're not moved by what you see you thank god for it on a regular basis you know it's coming you believe god for it and then the doubt will creep in there and say hmm wonder what's going on with that huh out devil is on the way you better move out the way because it's going to run you over when it gets in here uh-huh. so we're blessed because we've received the word of blessing see if more of us would stand up to that devil when he tries to tell us we're not blessed because we don't have this and we don't have that and we don't have enough oh no devil i'm rich i'm a, i'm on my way if nothing else i'm on my way to heaven and you on your way to hell i know i'm richer than you are who you questioning my blessing? So we're blessed not because of what we possess materially, but the blessing inside will manifest on the outside. Amen. So you have a wealth on the inside of you that will manifest. It's all about the timing when God wants to call it up, not when we want to call it up. Because we want to call it up to show somebody something. No. If nobody but a little crazy doubt devil that keeps talking to us we won't show him something show ourselves something. we'll show somebody something. you don't have to prove who you are amen You really don't you prove yourself to God you're already proven to him all you got to do is get in gear and get in obedience amen so we re, we we're blessed because we've received the word your material possessions are no reflection on your inner man no reflection no reflection got me has nothing to do with anything so let us quit judging by what we got and somebody else don't got yet. that'll put you in a jail you won't be able to get out of because you can be wealthy inside and choose not to obtain things amen so your 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 blessing will materialize on the outside and you can't stop it from happening amen it is destined to happen so there will be evidence in the outside or in the material realm of the blessing that's inside even if you don't open your mouth and ever speak it even if you don't ever pray it that blessing, what did it say that God said it come upon you and overtake you? It didn't say because you confess it, because all you have to do is believe it. You just believe, I'm blessed. Thank you, Lord. I'm blessed. Amen. And then that blessing will show up on schedule because you're destined by God to obtain certain things at a certain point in your life. If you're being obedient to God, if you're living by faith. You've got to be living by faith. Your faith is taking you to the reality of the word because Jesus is the author and the finisher of it. Not you. Which means you can't mess it up. One thing about him being the author and finisher of your faith is he is not a quitter and he will not allow you to quit. Your whining, complaining, and bawling and squalling means nothing to him. He totally ignores it. Amen. Your threats to quit this and quit that and don't do this no more means nothing to him. You're still on schedule for a blessing. Amen. So he's going to bless you. Thank you. He's going to bless you almost in spite of yourself. All you got to do is stay in faith. Faith really is a place of contentment in God. It's not so much confessing this and confessing that, but it's simply believing God and having confidence in God and his ways. So faith is is really what dictates that you obey God and and you be mindful of pleasing God. You don't want to do things to displease God. You have to be mindful of these things and allow God to just... um, Settle in in your life and have a confidence that he is running things right and the blessings come to you and they overtake you. Part of pleasing God is worshiping him and putting him first. The Bible says blessed is the man whose wealth and riches will be just because you're a worshiper of God. So it's not like you got to get real heavy, heavy on your confession. Now, now there are some things where obstacles will come in. And everybody has projects, faith projects, that they're working on. There's certain things you desire in your heart, and you speak those things to God. And so you know that you, you expect God to bring those things to pass, and if there's problems with those, and God will tell you how to get beyond that, then you do those things. But I'm telling you, this is not some project where you have to make sure I'm doing this and make sure I'm doing that and make sure I'm there. It's not like that. It's a fluid relationship with God where you talk to him. He talks to you. You understand him. You read the word. You have have a peaceful relationship. It's not adversarial anymore. Let me put it. He's not your enemy. He is your friend. Amen. You don't have to wonder what you're doing wrong. Don't wonder that. If you really think you need correction, you need to ask God to correct you. God, I'm down this alley and I've been down here for a long time and I want to get on the road to prosperity and stay on there. Now, what do I need to do? Help me to get on there. That is an earnest plea. That's not this wonder what I wonder what. That's critical. And you don't want to know what it is, and if you, somebody told you, you'd argue with them. Tell them they're lying on you. They don't like you. That's why you're saying that. They don't like me, huh? And so that's why it's good to keep that in the realm of your relationship with God. You're and and stay, stay available to Him to be corrected. Don't assume you're doing everything right and, and there's nothing wrong with you. Don't get under these kind of crazy doctrines that tell you you're okay every day and you know you got nothing coming in faith-wise. You know, you, you got to find out what that is and get that straightened out. Sometimes we get into a place where we don't know how to uh, respond to God in times of adversity and in times of plenty. Those are the two areas where we can blow it the easiest because that's when the man of the flesh likes to get involved. When you're broke, he likes to tell you all the stuff you did wrong and you shouldn't have given that money at the church and next time we ain't giving like that, we're going to keep our money. <laughs> we going to keep our money in our pocket. So you have to be careful of whose counsel you listen to in times of lack and also in times of plenty you know when you you have abundance and the devil tell you well you know we've been waiting i hate that when i hear people say i'll be glad when i get don't live like that listen i'm gonna tell you that's the voice of poverty and lack i lived like that as a kid and i resent the years that i spent being depressed and upset because i didn't know have enough sense to know that you don't live for material things you live for god you understand me you you know better now i didn't know better when i was a kid you know better you live for god uh -uh, no devil i'm glad now huh i got news for you i am blessed and i'm glad right now i'm not waiting on something to happen to me so i can be glad Huh? And that be-glad devil will cause you to squander money, blow money. Huh? You know, even when you're in a church. A church is kind of a safe place because you think you can be yourself. But the devil will come and tell you, look at that. Everybody, get, look at what people got for Christmas. Everybody got something new but you. You, you had to sit it out this time. You, you, I'll be glad when I can get... And see what happens when you get money? You go spend it on all the Christmases you missed. All the, listen, I've been there. Listen, I know that devil. Will, he'll work you, over. he kept me in debt when I was a, a, a sinner. Try to keep me in debt as a believer. You got me? But for one thing, I know about God. The blessings came faster than He can make me mess up when I had something. See, you got a safeguard. God will bless you and key blessings chasing after you so fast you don't have an opportunity to develop lack or acknowledge lack or experience lack. You have to force yourself to look at lack. When you're blessed and you know you're blessed, you got to make yourself feel broke. I don't care what you don't have. You got to force yourself to do it. Well, some of y'all believe it. But listen, you better get over there where you're blessed and you know you blessed and quit this nonsense. Because the devil will kill you with you trying to get yourself to a place where you get something from God. Huh? And forgive yourself. Everybody screws up. Huh? When you keep living, you're going to do it again. But let's get this straightened out. Ah, we are blessed. Amen. So you need to know that that the blessing that is developing on the inside of you by your feeding on the Word, and I mean you need to stay in the Word. Don't be go grab a scripture here and there. See, this is what religion does. You come to church, you do the minimum, you go home, you forget about church. Prayer partner can't find you. You understand what I'm saying? Come on now. This is not a blessed life. That's not a blessed person. If you're blessed, you delight to do the will of God all the time. Well, God didn't tell me I have to pray. What you doing here? Oh, I see. I got some believers on that one out there. Well, maybe we'll park there and talk for a minute. You're in a prayer ministry, you have to pray. That's your minimum. Huh? If the bread on your table is sporadic, check your prayer life. What you doing with your prayer partner? Huh? Well, I do my prayers you're in the Word every day. I watch I watch B E T. Well, Now, who is the Christian people? I don't know where to begin. God TV people. Yeah, I worked, watched them. You ain't in the Word. You being entertained. Because you can turn them off whenever you feel like it. When you get in the Word with God, you can't turn him off. You got to listen. And see, we cut corners. In our devotion to God, I know that word devotion, that's like an old-time word, isn't it? They don't use that anymore. I'm going to say it again. Your devotion to God. Uh-huh. We want to be first all the time and don't put him first not one time. huh? <laughs> oh, Barb, I was having fun when you was talking about being blessed. You're still blessed. I'm trying to get you to correct the obvious. Now, to me, that's obvious that you don't skip that if you really want your life to run right. But see, we keep cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, cutting back, and we don't. I don't know why it's taking me so long. I do. I said I do. Keep cutting back. Pastor Shirley and I were talking about this. As a earlier today i said remember in the back in the days when we had rented a church uh, a schoolroom, and people couldn't wait to get in there to pray now everybody got a job got them a car note well, they on easy street now i don't need to come <laughs> rushing up in here and lifting holy hands and come dragging in and dang you to preach about Bad-looking faces, and, huh? I'm preaching about them anyway. Huh? Call you up here for show and tell if you mess with me, the old devil. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have that in church, right? <laughs> Woo! But let's get it together, folks. Don't you don't you can't slack. Like, you know the kingdom is increasing all the time. That means we're supposed to increase what we do for God. You don't cut back, huh? And we believed all the most sayings, you know, it's saying you're preaching to the choir like choir people don't need the word. Them demons need it more than anybody do, huh? All them gay devils up there and booty shaking devils, and, huh? I was so glad when they went to the praise team, and then when we went to recording music, I was. I said, oh, we won't have no problems out of no worship demons now. <laughs> See, I was being nice at the beginning because you know, so I'm let them sit down there. You want more, do more. That's the way I always look at it. Huh? God, what do I need to do? He'll tell you. Huh? he said, say, who are you again? <laughs> when well, we are blessed, we have a certainty that what we seek is given. You go to the throne room assured. You know what I'm saying? You've, you've got a certainty in you that what you seek is given. We have a sense of well-being, of confidence, happiness, and contentment. And that is not arrogance, cockiness, or... False faith, false hope, or whatever. It ain't false, it's real. We don't see it too often. That's why it looks strange to us. Matthew 5 tells us the blessing that's available to the believer. He spells it out. This is why the blessing is so powerful. You'll see here, whenever a person is blessed, it meets every every adversity with triumph Matthew chapter 5 you know it is the sermon on the mount or the beatitudes blessed are the poor in spirit why? oh poor, I don't want to be poor well you got a kingdom that's why so Jesus takes everything that could defeat us and turns it into a blessing because the blessing doesn't leave your life because of your circumstances. Huh? Amen. He puts that up front. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. And people say, what do you mean? That's not, that's not a blessing to be poor. He said, because you've got a remedy for your poverty. Amen. He said, yours is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are they who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek. In other words, you're blessed even in your depraved condition. You're blessed even in your, your un, unmanageable situation. You're an unpleasant situation. In your trouble, you're still blessed. Why? That blessing will never be taken away from you. That blessing is a remedy for every adversity that comes against you. He said, blessed are they who hunger and thirst. You want justice treat people treating you bad? You want right? Jesus said, you blessed. Amen. Huh? Because that's going to reverse. I'll reverse that. You don't have to live up under that forever. Amen? People who, listen, people who have to, to live with loved ones who are incarcerated, live in this realm of scripture right here. Because every adversity that can come and they can still have hope. And still, why? Because they know God has spoken to them the blessing. That's the only way you get through something like that and believe that justice will be done. It's because the blessing has already been spoken onto your life. The people who aren't blessed are are looking for a, a, a file in the cake on their birthday. You understand what I'm saying? They got an alternative means of, huh? You ever seen that? I almost got away with it. They're all back in jail again. Huh? almost got away with it. Well, that ain't you. If you're a believer, the blessing is on your life. And if you're there wrongly, you're you're, there put there unjustly, justice will come to you. It's a no-fail thing. You don't have to wonder wonder when somebody's going to find out I'm here. There was a man named Joseph that thought that. Huh? He even tried to prophesy his own deliverance out of there. But he found out God wasn't with him in it. He had to live out his time. Huh? Well, he just, he would have been there all them years, all that. That's so wrong. He had to live out his time. You got me? You don't know what a person's time is. Only God knows what their time is. He said, well, they're they out now and they were never bitter, honey, because he lived out his time. When you get out in God's time, ain't no bitterness. You are blessed because you were blessed the whole time you were in there and you still blessed. Okay? So he said, every adversity, Matthew 5, is a testimony to the strength of the blessing of God. It is a testimony that the blessing will cover every situation every adversity that comes against you even false imprisonment he said when they persecute you and imprison you because of the gospel's sake you're still blessed amen the apostle paul got beat up every single city he went to Hmm? and he was still blessed he said none of these things moved me i said are you kidding me apparel the sword false brethren false everything fake news Fake people? Your hunger, if you hunger for the right thing, you'll be filled. It's like he said, Bless everybody hunger and thirst for righteousness, they'll be filled. If you're just hungering for food or material things, there's no guarantee of that. Someone got so stupid and you know, with some of our teaching we think everybody has a right to to be materially wealthy and then we want to look down our nose on people who don't have things as not having faith or something wrong with their relationship or there's something wrong somewhere no there's nothing wrong this person is just you've just got to be with God until your time you got to realize you're blessed now if you realize you're blessed now Then the rest of it is kind of just walking with God and then these things start coming into your life. They overtake you. They run to you. You can't escape them. They're always going to be there. The blessings of God. God promises a remedy to all adverse situations because he has already spoken on our behalf. You're not waiting for God to speak a blessing on you. You are blessed already. Amen, you are blessed already. You need to know that your blessing is permanent. situations are temporary. They will they will you know you see in the Bible and it, it came to pass and just simple you know here we go again, it came to pass. Whatever God said it came to pass. So the kingdom of God is within us. That's why we are blessed. Once we accept the promises, amen, once you accept your salvation, once you accept Jesus as Lord and King of your life, that's the blessing. You are blessed. And that carries you to every situation. It will dominate every situation you get in. It will cause to come to to pass every desire of your heart every as long as you don't try to talk yourself out of it see we say no to us that's not God saying no we say no to us huh he's not saying no they already told you they said I'll bring you a husband told you that when you was in your 20s now I'm gonna bring you one that don't have as much hair as I would (laughs) Oh, it's an old joke. Laugh somebody. I don't know what to say. But you need to believe God and believe him consistently. At least consistent enough to get a, a, a just, it's just lunch. See, this is, this is where the atmosphere is tense, because everybody got attitude about this area. <laughs> Yep. he's still out there I mean he might, maybe I hope he got all his teeth still but <laughs> you better open the door of faith consistently you're going to pray for a minute and then we let doubt get us in a bad mood and slam the door we don't believe no more he better not say anything about 18 months he's gone <laughs> does that mean you ain't blessed does that mean God doesn't have somebody for you you let somebody's 18 months go by and now you're mad stop okay so the kingdom is still within you <laughs> even with all your snarling and growling and See, <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta learn how to believe god in spite of what prophets tell you in spite of That's not to throw no shade on nobody. But if your faith didn't perk up in 18 months, God tried to put a deadline on it to help you, you're still in the game. You understand? You put yourself back in the game, you're still in the game. See, everybody's soul is looking for a lazy way out of believing God. See, if I can believe somebody's word... Like that's not God talking to, huh? if I can jump on somebody's word and ride that, then I don't have to keep my heart devoted to God. I don't have to keep my faith strong, I don't have to is you quiet in here. Are you releasing the kingdom on a regular basis? You know it's locked up inside of you. You release it with your words. All oh, you have to say, God, thank you for my husband. And while you're at it, I'm sorry I lost faith. Put some more hair on his head. I don't want it looking funny on the pictures. Huh? These things are already laid up for us, folks. You're not trying to get God to give you nothing. Huh? You're not trying to look a certain way so that you can snag somebody. Huh? People don't snag people on looks no more. I don't know what people do nowadays. (laughs) How much time do I have? I ain't got this kind of time to I? I mean, people making deals. You know, I mean, they got schemes and deals and all kind of stuff. You better get in the Word. Because the Word is the only thing that's going to pull them out of that witchcraft they sit up and listen to. Huh? Man. Okay. The birthright versus the blessing. You've got to know the difference here. When you confess Christ, you have the birthright. Now, how is it we have the birthright? Remember, the birthright went to the firstborn. It was a right to a double portion of the inheritance and to be the leader of the family when the father passed away. The birthright implied authority. Uh, Dominion, power, the beginning of strength, twice as much as the other siblings had because you were the firstborn. And and it bears it out pretty well. They usually are endowed with, with abundance of gifts, but you could be removed from that position. Disobedience would get you out of it. Or you could give it away, sell it, or not claim it. So the birthright, because Christ lives in us, we have a right to the blessing. But how many people do you know get saved and never do anything toward God? They struggle all the time. They don't have this. They want because they don't know that they are blessed. Jacob and Esau switched birthright. Let me show that to you. Genesis 25, I think it is. Everybody who's born again has a birthright. You have the Son of God living in you. So you have, you're entitled to the blessing. Amen. Once God speaks to your heart and begins to minister to you who you are, you are blessed. Got me? But you can have a confession of Christ and stand outside of the blessing because you don't ever relate to God. And know that word has to be, and you must believe it. So that thing gets on to your life the right way. So Jacob and Esau in Genesis 25. I think it's, where is it, 28? Yeah, here we go. Verse 28, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his venison. Rebekah loved Jacob. Jacob liked pottage, and Esau came from the field, and he was faint. Esau said, Feed me some of the red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom, or Red. And Jacob said, Sell me this day your birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall the birthright be to me? So he gave it to him. But then, at the end, where uh, in verse in chapter twenty-seven, verse one, it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so he couldn't see. He called Esau his eldest son, and he said to him, My son, he said to him, Behold, here am I, and he said, Behold, I'm old, and I know the day of my death is not far off. Therefore, take I pray you your weapons, quiver. Bo, go out in the field, take some venison, and make me some savory meat. So they all love to eat. So it can be a problem sometimes. (laughs) I'm a testimony of it. If you drop down to... Okay, here we go. In verse 25 verse 24 and he said are you my very son Esau and he said I am this is Jacob impersonating Esau and he said bring it near me and I will eat my son's venison that my soul may bless you and he brought it near him and he did eat and he brought him wine and he drank and the father Isaac said to him come now and kiss me my son that means uh, that's a covenant kiss and he came near and kissed him and he smelled and, and the smell of his clothes and he blessed him and said, The smell of my son is here, and, uh, and is as the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, God give you of the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth plenty of corn and why This is the blessing. So here, Esau, knowing that the birthright means nothing without the blessing, finds a way to trick, I'm sorry, Jacob, finds a way to trick the dad into getting the blessing as well as the birthright so they must both have to go together in order for the promises of god to come to pass in your life you can't just say i'm saved and i got everything god's got to give me everything you have to receive the blessing of god on your life know be who god says you are and do what god says for you to do And you are blessed. You got me? That blessing has to be activated by your faith. And you come into knowledge of how to activate the blessing in your life. Or you don't receive anything from it. So you can say people either, you can't be blessed and not know it. When you're blessed, you receive it by faith. It is active in your life and it's working in your life. So here he has to get both of them for the property rights for that family to be transferred over to him. And we, in turn, have to have a spiritual connection with God that feeds our spirits on a continual basis so that we can walk into the blessings of God and not just fall short and stop and then go to natural means to get what we want. And this is where many Christians you know they short out because they think it's not working they stall out because they think and then your mind goes crazy what did i do wrong that god must not want to bless me and i gotta do this and i gotta do that to be blessed isaac if you look at isaac he was in a place where the same thing happened to him that happened to his father a famine hit And families weren't that, that plentiful or that common because the Bible says that it was not as bad as it was in Abraham's day, but it was a bad famine. And so Isaac starts to make plans to go down to Egypt, and God stops him with the blessing. He says, don't go back to the world. That's what God's telling us. Don't go back to the world's methods. Don't go back to, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Shorten your bill so you can have a good Christmas, huh? Don't pay, don't pay that so you can go on vacation, be like everybody else, eh? Huh? Whatever your fancy is, putting that off so you can go. Don't go back to the world for what you want. Now, problem is, if you're going to the world, you must not believe God wants. So you don't believe in the blessing. You don't believe God has it for you, or you wouldn't go through all your little shenanigans to try to get. You're desperate now because you don't understand relationship with God is the key to the blessing. The key to having the blessing come and rest in your life, not come and go, come and go, come and go. We had money for a while, and then we're broke again. Huh? We got things and then we have nothing and we starting all over from square one again why are we doing this because you don't have a consistent understanding that you are blessed you let the devil talk you into condemnation say what did i do wrong i gotta do this when you start going down for the last time huh most people don't know to hit the bottom and spring up you get more energy when you do that huh you don't know that. You need to go bottom spring up and say, I know my Redeemer lives. I am a blessed person. This is not happening to be. This is not forever. I declare my blessing today. I call my blessing in today in the name of Jesus. I am blessed. God said everything I set my hand to will prosper and not fail. Devil, you leave me alone. In the name of Jesus, I'm not a loser. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I feel sorry for you, devil, because you're getting out of here today in Jesus' name. And you got to live like that all the time. you got to live with a hatred for poverty. Not till you go and, and rob Peter to pay Paul to get things. But you got to hate it on principle. You got to hate it when it visits me. You got to hate it when it visits her. Instead of wondering what I did wrong because I don't have no money, start hating the poverty when it visits me and pray for me to get a blessing or sow something into my life. That's how you defeat the devil. You defeat him everywhere he is. So there. <laughs> uh-huh. Because you are blessed. Let the devil tell you, "Don't feel sorry for yourself. I get you feeling sorry for yourself. I'm going to pop you with this. <laughs> Give you some more words. You are blessed. Care what you, you can choose not to spend your money on nonsense like everybody else does. People don't have material things, you don't know what they spend their money on, huh? They might be sending missionaries somewhere. Or buying tracks for some, you don't know where their money goes. Not going where yours is. Amen. And so we have to be like this, folks. In spite of like uh, Jesus said in Matthew five, in spite of what your circumstances, you are blessed. He said, "Blessed are you when these things." Blessed are you when you're in this condition. Blessed are you. Amen. Remember, you're blessed. Because if you're mourning and you don't remember you're blessed you may never come out of it if you're hungry and thirsty for justice and you don't know you're blessed in the midst of it you may never come out of it but you'll come out of it when you remember god has spoken to me he blessed me and said amen he blessed me and said you're my child he blessed me and said You have wisdom greater than uh, all above your peers and joy above everybody. He blessed me and said, I'm the head, not the tail. He blessed me and said, I am important to him. And he loves me and I am his beloved. And he is mine. He blessed me and said these things. And those are things nobody can take away from you. Don't take them away from yourself either. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless you and we praise you.